0: Doctor says, your hearing checks out. You can hear 100%. How do you feel? He said, I feel awesome. He said, what's your family think of it? He said, I haven't told my family yet. He said, although I have changed my will three times. (laughs) There's your funny for this morning. Um, We've been talking about celebrating Christmas. We are in week three of the series. Uh, We have this week and next week to go. I'm working uh, and will begin uh, diligently working towards the first of the year on a new series called Stand Your Post, Stay at Your Post. And I, that, I don't know exactly how many weeks that will be or how the Lord will develop all that, but I do know there's a call out to God's kids. That's those that are believers in Jesus that are to be who he wants them to be. It's too many times in life we see... Where people are one way one time and another way another time and I think God wants us to stay at our post Let's do what the word says Let's be who we're supposed to be so that people have answers And people see fruit So anyway, that's what's coming up Uh, You don't want to miss christmas eve Uh, That's that's one of our favorite services every year And it's just a lot of fun. You'll laugh. It'll be touching the kids will be here. There's the christmas story being told uh, it's candlelit service and uh, you, it's just one of those, it, it's an impactful service. It's one you won't forget. And so we, uh, ex- we look forward to that every year. But God is doing great things. The church is growing. We're believing God for wonderful things and things in this new year coming up, 2023. Um, but we've been talking, we, let's just review a little bit. We've been talking about the Christmas story. We've been talking about the nativity scene. And we've been kind of messing with that a little bit. I'm getting comments from people like, I love this new series because, I, you know, the stuff behind it and stuff. So, I mean, it is kind of cool to have a little bit of history of all that. But it's messed up the traditional, what we think is the traditional uh, scene. And we, you know, we've just, it's been... uh, published the way it has been ever since we were kids growing up. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. It gives the picture of how things happen. They didn't all happen in the order that we see it in the scene. But today we're going to look at Mary. We're going we're to look at Mary a little closer, and she's one of the first people to ever really say yes to God. And it, we've, we've figured out her age, 13 to 17 years old. And so here she is. She's a young teenager Imagine the drama. None of you have children, I see. But imagine the drama of just even whether, you know, just 13 to 17 years old, she has an arranged marriage. In other words, this is who you're supposed to, this is what's happening. She really didn't have a whole lot of choosing in this. She's now pregnant with God's son. I believe Mary is mature beyond her years. I believe that she handles herself really well. Uh... I I can't think of another teenager, boy, or girl at that age if they had such a big job. Now, obviously not a boy being pregnant. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying such a mantle put on them to handle that. Matter of fact, I really don't know of another adult that would probably handle it as well. I mean, that's just like a huge thing. But I want to picture what's going on. She's told that she's she's carrying a child, and it's going to be... uh, the baby that's used to save all of mankind, the world, as she knows it. She carries the Lord. She's carrying the baby she's going to deliver, as the song says, that will one day deliver her. What an amazing thing. Now, you know, this isn't even in my notes, but this is one of the things that's amazing to me. My mom is not here this morning. She's usually sitting back there, so I don't see her today. But I heard Mark Lowry, he's a Christian comedian, say this, so just to give him credit, but I, I, I love the fact, and it, it's so true. Jesus, remember the story as he's going to the cross, and he, you know, how brutally beaten he was, and he's heading to the cross. Mary's not saying anything. Now my mom. Somebody's going down. They were doing that to me. Somebody's going down. And she's going to make sure of it. And she does not know quiet in that kind of scene. The fact that Mary doesn't open her mouth because she knows how he came is amazing to me. And she knows his purpose. That is the tag today that is the theme today what is your purpose i believe we all have a purpose from god i believe every one of you those listening online and those that are here we have a purpose an assignment and i do believe that god wants to use your life he has a special call on your life so many times, especially this time of year, people don't feel like we have a purpose, we're not valued, we feel insignificant, we're, we, don't, we feel worthless almost, like just, just, we're depressed. We look back on our lives and think how many mistakes we made, or, or we lost so and so, and I understand that, and there is loneliness, and I get it. Traditions have changed, we always did this. So many, it's not the most wonderful time of year in their mind in their heart but no matter where you are in life i have a different message for you today the one that god wants to give you purpose no matter how old you are he's got a great plan and you might be asking i just want to know what i'm supposed to be doing did you know that over 70 percent of people that go to college don't end up what they graduated with that's not what they do God has a plan. He has a purpose. You want your life to have meaning. You like doing what you feel good at doing, like you were called to do it. You're kind of like the groove. You're you're in the moment. You're you're there. I think we discover our purpose when we respond, and we could learn something from Mary. Find some order. Make some sense. We got to go to the one that created us. If we want to find out what we are supposed to do, doesn't it make sense to go back to the manufacturer, to the one that made you? As we put our hand to it, it unfolds as we walk it out. Mary wasn't told when she was visited, you're going to get ridiculed. There's going to be pressure. People are going to call you names. There's going to be loneliness. There'll be hardship. You're going to have to travel, and you won't want to travel. She wasn't given the book, Your Five Love Languages. She wasn't given any of those type of things that we have today to be able to go, oh, I'm a this or I'm a that, and that's why this is what really feeds me, and I get it. She wasn't given that. So our first thought today is we find our purpose. We need to get with God. We need to get with the one that, was crea- that he created you, that was the creator, the one that made everything. You have to have an encounter with God. You might be sitting here this morning and saying, I oh, don't know, Brett, I've encountered God and I wasn't real happy about it. Maybe you encountered what the world's view of God is. But once you really meet him, it's not what you think. He changes you. You need the designer to tell you why he designed you the way that you are and what you're to be doing. So if we want to live on purpose, we kind of need to answer a factory recall. Maybe we need to go back and say, God, maybe I traveled off this road just a bit. Luke 1:26 through 26-28 says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary, She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Now, we've talked about this just a little bit, her getting the visitation. I have had the privilege to see angels before. I don't know if any of them were Gabriel. I talked to one. He just nodded and smiled. I probably should have. Maybe now looking back, I'd like to have talked to him a lot. But I didn't. But Gabriel did a lot for God. He was kind of God's bond, James Bond. He was kind of the man that, you know, here's the angel that he sent to do some of this great stuff. How about Zechariah? He's the father of John the Baptist. He's the cousin of Jesus. That's John was Jesus' covenant. Gabriel appeared to him just, just like Mary. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Gideon, Paul, they all had these radical, incredible visitations, encounters with God. And you say, well, Brett, that's never happened to me. It never happened to me until it happened to me. I didn't go into Walmart and said, hey, I think I'll, I'll take an encounter with God, thank you. It just kind of happened. I wasn't really, and I, I hate to say it, but I, I, I mean, I wasn't really expecting. It just kind of happened. But when it happens, it will change you. Nobody told me, this is what you do if this happens. I mean, I heard God audibly. I, there's all kinds of things that went through my mind. And in myself, all I could think of is, get low. I mean, I remember going off the seat and just laying down. Nobody told me to do that. I didn't know. I just. But every hair on my body was breakdancing. Brett, I want something like that to happen to me. Okay, I'm not really in charge of that. You know, God knows I'd like it to happen to me again. But maybe you will have a dream. Maybe you'll have a vision, something, an impression, a thought. Something that pushes you in the direction that God is pulling or calling on you from. A wow moment, if you would. An aha moment. You know what an aha moment is? I'm going to tell you a natural aha moment. She's sitting right here in the front row. That is a wow moment, an aha moment for me. I was a competitive bodybuilder back in the day. I managed a fitness center. I came back to town, got a job back at the spa. Ponderosa wanted me to be their head cook. I'm okay with that. I needed money, money to pay the bills. Anybody like paying bills? Oh, hallelujah. And... I, was, I went there to meet them because they asked me to because they wanted to hire me as their day cook. And she walked by. Aha. <laughs> wow. I, I can't even explain. I, all I could think of is, who is that girl? And what is her name? And just to cut to the chase, the rest became history, and now here we are. But I can go back to that moment when I first saw her. And I remember when I first, I, you know, I, she was available to, to go out. When I first saw her, she was not available. And I was told to leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I respected that. But when she was available, I remember... I think she told her mom, I've got a date, he's coming over, and he's a bodybuilder, and he's this or that. And her mom and dad looked out the window, and she said, that ain't no boy, that's a man. (laughs) You got that right. (laughs) Anyway, rest is history. It was an aha moment. You know, one of the things we do here at TLC is we try to structure the service so that when you're here, if it's your first time or it's your 150th millionth time or you're just watching online, but you have an encounter with the living God, something the way that Mallory's passion is when she praises our King, the way the whole team praises our King, the way the people greeted you when you got on the lot, the way the people take care of your children in the nursery, somebody is doing and doing everything they can to give you that aha moment. God is not a philosophy but a person. He isn't a religion. He wants a relationship with you. I had to learn that. I wasn't taught that. I grew up in church like probably most of you, and it just seemed like I thought God was a big man in heaven with white beard and white hair with a hammer, and he beat me like whack-a-mole. Our second thought this morning past that he wants a relationship, is that as you say and you get with God, there's going to be opposition. The enemy will try to derail you, get you off focus. When we think of getting an encounter with God, we think that we'll have boldness and faith and clarity. And and all of those things are true. But it doesn't always happen in the way that we think. Sometimes we are looking in the wrong places for the the things that God wants to give us. We we try to find them in other things besides him. Luke 129, this is what the New Living Translation says. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. See, the enemy's always trying to get you off focus. He's always trying to see if you're going to follow God. If he knows God has told you something, He's going to try to stop that for sure. He comes. You need to hear what I'm saying. He comes for the word, the word that I'm sowing in your life this morning or the word that as you read, it's the same word. But you read it and he's coming for that because if you believe it and it takes root, change is coming. And can I just say, the enemy knows if it takes root, storms are brewing and he don't have an umbrella big enough. So he wants to get you off. He comes for the word. So she's trying in her own self to figure out exactly what the angel meant. Chapter 2 of Luke it says after much took place, after all this was happening, the Bible says she pondered these things. Now let's think about a 15-year-old girl, maybe 13, maybe 16, we don't know for sure. Getting a visitation from an angel telling her she's gonna have a baby, all the while, she knows how that works. She knows, I don't have a boyfriend. Or if it's Joe, this has not happened yet. There's no in between that she's had the talk. See, some of the kids are going, the talk. But you know what I'm talking about. She, but she, is, she knows how this happens. She knows how babies come around. How do you think she would respond? Especially in my mind. I've had two girls. We've had two girls. Could you imagine? Are you kidding me? For sure. Oh, oh. OMG. OMG. Of course, they didn't have cell phones back then. Can you imagine if she did? Gabriel, Gabriel, stay right there. Let's get a selfie. Come here, right here. Yeah, let's put this on Facebook. okay? All of the things that might be going through her mind. What's Gabriel thinking? Now, he's an angel. What's he thinking? Why has it got to be teenagers? Teenagers. But I think we would respond much in the same way. What if God has told you in this past? I mean, he's told me things, and we've just delayed them, rationalized it out. Maybe he said, start a company. Maybe he wanted you to start a ministry, or maybe he wanted to homeschool your kids. I remember when we homeschooled our kids, it wasn't popular. But Kim really heard from the Lord and said, we're going to do that. We had people that actually were hard on our kids because of that. But God has plans for you to succeed and be blessed more than you could even imagine or think. That's hard to even put in. Isaiah fifty-five eight says, "My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts," says the Lord, "and my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine." We have to look, my friends, past our own mindset. We have to get God out of this box we've put him in. Remember, our first week was just about change our mindset. We have to just say, God, you know what? You're God. We need to use discernment and influence. That was week two. God's telling Mary, I'm going to change the course of human history through my son. And you're going to be his mom. I think Mary would be like, did you say me? Back in my day, there was a sitcom on and you'll get this reference. What you talking about, Willis? (laughs) I mean, we'd be like, "Are are you talking to me? Have you ever been somewhere? I was just the other day, Kim and I were shopping and I I was waving at her like to say I'm here. Somebody walked in front of that, saw me and they're like, (laughs) I felt like elf. So I waved back and they waved again and I waved back and they waved again. then the lady turns around and she looks and sees Kim and she's like, oh, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) See, at least I waved. So it was, it was kind of cute, but it was funny. How's that going to happen? That's what's going through her mind. I, I know how this stuff comes about. So in the natural, I don't see this. Remember, now listen to me. The enemy is always going to get you to doubt what God told you. God isn't always going to tell you things that happen right in the natural. Because he's God. He might, Think of all of the things in the Bible, and I could just name a few. Put your staff across that Red Sea, Moses. That thing's going to part. Does that work in the natural? Probably not. Spit and put mud in there. Let's wipe it on some eyes. You'll be able to see. Does that happen in the natural? Not normally. Touch his cloak and you'll be healed. She's not dead. She's just asleep. All of these things. We have five loaves and two fish. There's 20,000 people. Give them to me. We'll feed them all okay we could always pull back in our normal response and we would want to say i want to be bold i want to be able to say okay god luke 1 34 mary asked the angel how can this happen i'm a virgin so we state so many times the obvious god you do know who you're talking to I have physical limitations. I, I don't understand. She used natural reasoning, the five senses, and that's where the enemy battles you in your five senses, because that's what we rely on. We've been trained in this world system, in this earth-cursed system, so we know. I could go down and sit in that chair. I know the chair will hold me. I've sat in it a thousand times, because I know I go by my experience. That chair will hold me. Pastor Kim said something in the team huddle today that was so phenomenal, but it is so true. Remember the story when the, the, the father had his son, and the son was demon-possessed? And he said, I I told your disciples to cast this demon out, and they couldn't. And Jesus says this. He says, this one comes out by prayer and fasting. And she says something that is like, if I was texting, OMG, OMG. Because this is so true. The reference there is people think that they'll make a doctrine, man will, out of not all demons come out yes they do that's not what the reference is the reference is saying your disciples have seen something and it's caused them to have unbelief and that has to be reprimanded or has to be brought into submission so when jesus is used he's still coming out but the disciples are the ones that were having trouble not jesus are we are you understanding one time i did this i was in the service uh a matter of fact it was in pickerington i saw jackie here there's jackie it's good to see you and your family awesome i I did this in the service and i used one of the goodrich boys nick i believe and this is what i did i said i I took a, a two by six you know so or one by six i think it was i don't know but anyway you know wider and i put it on the floor and i said walk across the floor nick was an athlete nick was and he was like and he had swag He walked across that like that. I said, that's awesome. I said, now skip across it. He's doing all this because there's people there and he's, you know, I said, that's awesome. Now run across it. He runs across it. So I had the ushers get me two chairs. They put two chairs and put the backs there. I put the plank, I put it on the two chairs and it laid there I said, now do it again. And he said, what you talking about, Willis? (laughs) He said, no. Now, here's the thing you need to understand. Same board, different circumstance. That's what the disciples, they saw something manifest that they hadn't seen before, and it shook them. How many of us in here have been shaken when God has tried to tell us something, and we have not taken him for his word? We have let our inside self go, okay, I don't know. We need to be, even if we're having trouble, Lord, help my unbelief. So Mary turns it inside just like I think we would. She's saying, let me tell you why this won't work. Zechariah did the same thing. The angel says, I'm going to give you a baby in your old age and it'll make way of the Lord. It's going to. You know, this is John the Baptist that's going to come and go, prepare the way of the Lord. Behold the Lamb of God that takes. So this is all saying before this happens. And Zachariah says this, I'm too old. Gideon tells the angel, I don't have what it takes. I'm not a fighter. Are you sure you're talking to me? Have you seen me? Seriously? But the angel calls him mighty man of valor. Moses, I don't talk well. But God says, I'm going to use you to let my people go. When the Lord spoke to me, I did the same thing. Now, these guys, I'm not saying I'm one of these guys. I'm not saying I'm anybody. So I'm just giving you my example, okay? I just said, you don't want me. You see, most of our insecurity revolves around the purity or how we've lived our life, and we tell God, Not me, I've I'm, I'm messed up. I'm not, I'm not as good as you think. Duh, it's God. I think He knows what I think. Have you noticed that God uses normal people when things need to be done to do supernatural things? I'm so glad that God looks at the heart. My Bible says, with God, with God, all things are possible. Come on, with God. It can look like there is no way, there is no way in H-E double hockey sticks this is going to happen, but somebody shout, with God. With God, all things are possible. All bets are off, because if God is there, baby, and he says it's so, it's so. Now let's look at this, Mary, on the flip side of good, or let's just say on the flip side of bad is good, however you want to say it, but this is Mary, she has no testimony of deliverance, she's never been an alcoholic, she's never done drugs, she's not a Steeler fan, just seeing if you're awake margie (laughs) Uh, she's a virgin she's never like i said she's never touched alcohol she feels she's not qualified to speak to anybody she's never stolen she's never murdered i mean she's 15 to 17 she's pretty well sheltered can i say this some of the best testimonies are the people that say i got saved when i was four i never did this i never did that Oh my goodness, those are great. And we act like they don't qualify because they've never lived, really. I'd like to take away some of the stuff I've lived. How about you? Because that stuff is what the enemy just pounds you with. Years ago, we had a, we had a chance to pastor a mega church and I thought, man, Kim and I thought, this, this is going to happen. This is going to, I mean, they came and they interviewed us. They took us out. They took us out to dinner and it was, it was wonderful. The church had ran 4,500 at one time and they were down to about 2,500 or so and looking for a new pastor. And this is before TLC. We thought, this is it. They looked at everything I did, all the different series I've done and they were different than these, you know, and all that, but they loved it. and they, We gave them everything. I thought, man, this is it. It's going to be awesome. And it came down to just a few people, just a couple people. And they, they picked somebody else. And I thought, for sure they're going to take me. I mean, we were just like, this is going to happen. And they didn't take me. Now, listen to what I'm saying. They said they passed me up due to my inexperience. Because at the time, the church was running around 150 people or so. And, of course, their church was running. And they asked me that question. I said, do you have things in place? They said, yeah they working they said yeah okay well i'm not going to come in and take them all out unless they're not in the bible or they're not godly they said okay and they just kind of ha 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 in the meantime now listen to why i'm saying i'm going somewhere with this in the meantime they passed me up so i had to be like all right and that was when god said i want you to start a church i said i don't know what to call it he said True life church. I said, okay. He said, John 14, 6. I looked up John 14, 6 because I didn't know what John 14, 6 said. John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he reiterated, true life church. I said, yes, sir. People need purpose live your life on purpose now this is why i want to tell you something about six months later or less i get a call from the mega church the guy didn't work out are you still available nope god has already got us in this other church they said what can we do and I said, you can pray for us. We love you guys. We'll be praying for you. Brett, why are you sharing that? Isaiah seven fourteen says, all right, then the Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She'll give birth to a son. We'll call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Mary says, I can't have babies because I've never been with anybody. God says, That's why I pick you because this has to be from me you might say Brett I'm I disqualify myself that's probably why he's qualifying you Luke 137 says the word of God will never fail the new King James puts it this way and we just said it for with God nothing is impossible you see God will take Some of the things that you would disqualify yourself and put you in a position where those things he will use to help somebody else not have those things. Does that make sense? So when he says things, sometimes we're just like, no, here's why we can't. You don't want me. This is why it won't work. But God has a purpose and a plan. And we need to give way to that in our life. He knows what he's doing. He knows who he's using. And he can help you overcome insecurities. Paul says, in our weakest moments, we are the strongest when we're realizing in him we live, we move, and have our being. Our last thought this morning, or our last point you must choose. Decide to be a follower, take the mission. You see, when you choose, that's what brings clarity to your your purpose. When you choose and say, okay, God, I'm going to do this, then all of a sudden things start shining, light starts coming out, and and you start going, I I may not know five years down the road, but I know what my next step is. Because if he tells me to choose and he wants me to take a step, he will surely light the way, because with God, all things are possible. Luke 1.38 says, I am the Lord's servant. This is Mary saying this. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel said, that's good enough. And he left. One of the hardest things to do is answering the question, what's my purpose? I mean, we can all just exist, can't we? We know how that is. I just want to make it till Jesus comes or whatever. But God has more for you than that. Think about Paul. I just, it amazes me. Who wrote most of the New Testament. Went around killing Christians and believers. And thought he was doing right. This is what God wanted him to do in his mind. You ever wonder if God tried to tell him before he had this big aha moment. Hey Skippy I need you to stop. And he just wouldn't Listen. Back in our day, it was just going in your closet going, na, 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 You know, he just got his mind made up. Listen to me and what I'm telling you. You can't walk in faith if the will of God is not known. If you don't know what God is telling you, you're, you're going to struggle with walking and doing what faith is. You have to get with God. You cannot find your purpose away from him. Now, sometimes I'm not saying he doesn't lead you and you don't even know he's leading you. I get that. But you have to be at least open to his spirit and open to his way. Jonah knew he was supposed to go to Nineveh. That's the first huddle or or hurdle. If you know what you're supposed to do, hey, I get it. Doing it is the next one. Knowing and doing are two different things. Faith without works. So you can know a lot. There are a lot of people, they know the word a lot better than I do. I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying, though, they got to put some action with that. Mary's challenge wasn't knowing God's will because the angel spelled that out. The challenge was, how's this going to happen? What if Joe divorces me? How's this going to look for me? I'm not so sure I want to do this. And we start to rationalize our way out of obedience. Jonah got on a ship to Tarsus. He already knew he was supposed to go to Nineveh. The story goes that got caught in a big storm. Anybody can relate to that? Some of you are listening to me today and some are online. You know what God's called you to do. What's your purpose? What's God's will for your life? On the inside, Jonah knew what he was supposed to do. The story goes that he gets thrown overboard, he gets swallowed by a fish, spit up on land. The Bible doesn't say that all of a sudden he just appeared in Nineveh. He doesn't say that he got escorted to Nineveh by angels. It says God said, okay, do you want to listen to me now? Sometimes I think we've done that. We're on our way somewhere and we're supposed to be going somewhere else. There's things in Nineveh you may not like. You may not want to do. Let me just say this. When we were told by the Lord to come back and start this church, I was born and raised in Marion. I am a Marionite, I guess, so to speak. But you know, most all of us, if you leave Marion, you're like, "Whoa!" We were not looking to come back, especially when we had opportunities that were popping up on the horizon. I'm like, oh. And he's like, go back to Marion. And we fleeced the Lord okay, this is really you. Maybe this, I mean, God, just bear with us a little bit. Aren't you glad he's loving? We said, we need this to happen. We need to see somebody like, we just made up stuff that would be almost impossible for us to orchestrate. And we wanted it done within this short time frame that we were visiting in town. And we came in agreement. We prayed. We sat in the car and said, okay, somebody, one of her relatives has to show up and has to tell us something, and this is what they have to say, and da 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 -da. And I mean, the whole time we're praying this prayer, I'm thinking, okay, there's no way we're coming back to Marion. We're sitting in the car beside, in the parking lot of a Domino's pizza on Center Street, and her relative pulls up beside us, gets out of the car, spits out the exact words we just said. We look at each other like, I'm going to catch a fox and cut his tail off. Yeah, yeah, George is my friend. I'm just like, come on. Sometimes we cry out to God because we don't like the mission. He wants you to go over and talk to someone. He wants you to tell somebody about how good the the kingdom is, but it's not always easy. But as you do what you're supposed to do, as you walk in your calling, it unfolds before you. Sometimes we just get stuck in a storm. Maybe we would listen if we'd start doing what he told us. When we learn we're in his purpose. When we're doing what he called us to do, we will succeed. I've been on both sides obedient and not obedient have you let me give you three things if you play this out when you say yes quickly number one if you say yes to god you get help i have to remind myself of that but the power of the holy spirit luke 135 an angel replied the holy spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you so the baby to be born will be holy and he'll be called the son of god you see without god's spirit we can't get the direction we need. We need that connection. When you become a, a child of God, you get born again. Your spirit is what connects you with God. In the natural, if you cuss like a sailor before you're born, you might be saved, but you're still going to cuss. You have to bring that stuff under submission. Here's what happens god does what we release him to do in your life you have charge of that you have the authority of that that's why we talk about changing kingdoms everybody you know if you're working you have a job they pay you for the time you put in that money you can put it wherever you want but when you put it in the kingdom of god you are by your authority taking it out of the system that you earned it in and you're putting it into the new system where now god has a legal channel to be able to make it multiply. See people think. Oh now God's just trying to get. No he's trying to get stuff to you. But the world wants you to think. He's trying to take things from you. See what we do with Jesus. Involves eternity. What we do with the Holy Spirit. Involves what we do from now until eternity. Does that make sense? When wh- How we. We are the habitation. We are the house of God. And what we do with that now will help what what happens and the plans that he has in your purpose. But you have to activate God inside you. You see, the world is given not a true representation of God or his spirit. God gets blamed for disasters, calamities, sickness, disease that's not how he is those that know him know him different when things happen they call them matter of fact insurance companies call them acts of god because they can't explain them but the world needs light they need you to shine fruit how does this work how does it bread how did that how did you pray and how did that show up I just talked to Tad. Tad, where did I see you? I just saw you somewhere. Okay. I asked Tad, because I've been telling Tad for years to hunt by faith. And I said, you get your deer? And he said, yeah, I got it in the first 20 minutes. Show me this beautiful 11-point buck. See, the word world needs to see, like, how'd you do that? Well, faith. You see, the word report. Represent, let's, let's break it down, represent. Well, we need to represent God, represent Christ. We don't do that right, and we need to do that because the world is experiencing, I'll never add up, condemnation and guilt, and that is from the enemy. You see, he can't stop you from going to heaven, but he can give you a miserable trip all the way there. Now, when I was a kid growing up, I loved to get toys, still do. You go in my office, I still, matter of fact, I'm getting a toy for Christmas, the original Enterprise, I'm, and it has batteries and makes noises because I grew up with that. And so to me, that was just something that was really cool. So here's what I'm saying. If you're a kid and you get a toy at Christmas and it calls for batteries and you don't get batteries, that's of the devil because you can't do anything with it of course when when we were kids and some that are watching me now there were no batteries you made all the sounds your imagination did all of that but if you're going to live this life let's live it with batteries Let's, let's, let's plug into God and let's get supercharged. Let's let God, when we pray for the sick, guess what? They recover. Let people go, how did that happen? Let me show you who does that. We must walk in our assignment, our purpose. Acts 1.8 says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You'll be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. You see, it's God's purpose to show his kingdom, to show people there's a better way. 2023 is coming. Don't live 2023, you know, like 2022 or 2021. And who wants to go back to COVID? Is God not bigger than COVID? For his kingdom, we have to stay on assignment. Walking in our purpose. Secondly, if you say yes, you're not alone. You're going to make it. You need godly relationships. That's why church is important. The Bible says if you're planted in the house of God, you'll flourish in his courts. In other words, get planted with people that believe like you believe. Not a cult, but just believe the word. If God said it, it settles it. That's the defining line. Whatever the word says, that's where I stand. I got ridiculed for telling people, don't vote Republican, don't vote Democrat, vote Bible. If it goes by the Bible, that's what you do. If you got an issue with that, take it up with my father. Elizabeth exclaimed to mary in luke chapter 1 42 and 45 god has blessed you above all women your child is blessed i'm so honored the mother of my lord should visit me when i heard your greeting the baby in my womb jumped for joy you're blessed because you believed that the lord would do what he said there it is whatever struggle mary had she said i'm still gonna do this i am your servant and no matter my friends listen to what i'm telling you today with god all things are possible Zechariah, this is uh, his wife elizabeth speaking when god speaks to you he always does something that's big beyond your ability and you'll need him to complete it zachariah's like i'm too old just trust me in this You need people in your life that are God people, people that will come up beside you and say, you know what, I believe in in what you're called to do, or I believe in you, and I believe God has a plan for you. I believe God has an anointing on you. I believe the enemy wants to stop you, but I believe that God Almighty cannot be stopped. People see a calling on your life. Quit flying with turkeys when you're supposed to be with eagles. I mean, you can still have some fun with turkeys. But man, let let people pull you higher. I want to rub shoulders with people rubbing shoulders with God. Surround yourself with people of faith that will build you up and that are where you want to go spiritually. They'll rub off on you. It does matter who you hang out with. Mary gets to Elizabeth and Elizabeth confirms everything that Mary had just been going through. Everything that she was, if she had any questions, Mary, uh, Elizabeth is just confirming, oh my goodness, the baby inside me leaped because John the Baptist, I bet you he was about to say, coming out, because he's about to go, hey. This is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. All of the things you did wrong that you disqualified. Jesus said, I died for those. Elizabeth probably shouldn't have had children because of her age. Mary, too young, hadn't been with anybody, but yet this is going on. Now Mary feels Celebrated not tolerated but validated and god is confirming himself over and over my friends god will put strategic relationships listen to me in your life for people that will speak to your life speak to the vision speak to your purpose and you got to listen when joseph woke up matthew 124 as the angel of the lord commanded him he took mary as his wife what if he would have just said no but he, he did what the Lord said, and Mary, I thank the Lord that God knew his heart, but Mary had people that supported her. They believed in the cause. I'd not be here today if it not for my aha, wow moment. My wife, I would not be here today if it were not for my kids. My parents, Kim's parents, my sister and brother-in-law and their family my uncle, and his family, our amazing dream team that makes all of these things happen. You know, Kim and I have moved several times when we were in ministry to cities where we knew nobody. We didn't know where the Walmart was, the grocery store, the bank, and our stuff just laying all around us. The kids, I remember moving in one position, and I'm like, the pastor said, see you tomorrow. Don't be late, nine o'clock. I'm like, dude i gotta put the beds together we gotta get our we don't even know and he just said don't be late nine o'clock so i had to go off to work the next day my wife is just left there with everything in boxes we worked till the wee hours of the morning trying to get as much done as we could what are you saying i'm just saying a lot of times things aren't a walk in the park matter of fact probably many times it's not a walk in the park but i'm not looking at the park I'm looking at who's walking with me I'm looking at greater is he that's in me and if this is my purpose and this is my calling hell better watch out because as long as I'm looking at God and I'm walking that direction the devil can't stop you there have been nights I think I've Went to bed, cried myself to sleep. Can't do it anymore, Lord. Don't want to do it anymore, Lord. It's too hard. Somehow, he still ministers and says, keep it going, Brett. I'm with you. The third reason, and then I'll finish it's not going to take long. You run by god's watch you're on his time schedule once we say yes to god and the holy spirit we start walking out what he it starts putting things in motion surrounding ourselves with people who believe in us he starts positioning you for success doesn't always happen like this like it to abraham's 25 years later before the baby came along the lord woke me up one night i'm sharing these things because they are deep in my heart not because i'm trying to tell you anything okay and he took me out into the living room and i saw this on the tv screen he there was this massive amount of people, and it was in a church service. And he spoke to me. And I heard him say it, and I said, Lord, I, I don't know if I can do that. And he said, you won't only really just do that, you will do greater God is taking us somewhere. I want you along for the ride. I want you to be where God wants you to be. You know, in ministry, there's... I had a minister say one time, it's like a bus stop. Sometimes people get on, sometimes they get off. And I'm okay with that. If you're here for a little while and it's time to get off, then we want you where God wants you. But if He wants you here... I want you here. God's timing is everything. Sometimes I think it's too late. God, I'm going to be 62 tomorrow. I thought that I would see some of these things before now. And he has told me again, you stand strong and you will see the salvation of the Lord. Romans 5, 6 says, When we were utterly helpless, Christ came just at the right time and died for us sinners. I mean, if we were Mary, think of the timing of that. She can't control when the baby comes. But back in that time frame, they had just finished getting, if you want to go history-wise, most everybody was speaking the same language. The roads now were open to go to all these other villages and towns. And you know why? Why? so the gospel could be spread the timing is impeccable God is never early and he's never late he is right on time maybe you're feeling this I've blown it too many times you come over to my house I'll give you a couple t-shirts I have that one But his love is greater. His purpose is bigger. His forgiveness is complete. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes?